everybody, this is Pastor Matt McClure here from Takeover Church, and thank you so much for checking out today's message. We hope it encourages you, we pray it blesses you, we pray it challenges you. And if you don't know, we have service every single Sunday at 10.30 a.m. And we would love for you and yours, your family and your friends to come on out, experience church, be a part of all that God is doing through Takeover Church. But hey, we hope this blesses you. Have a great rest of your day. Okay, let's, uh, let's go. Luke 17, we're going to Luke 17. On the way to Jerusalem, he was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he, met, he was met by ten lepers, lepers uh, who stood in the distance and lifted up their voices saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priest. As, and as they went, they were cleansed. Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, giving him thanks, and now he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus answered him, We're not ten cleansed. Where are the other nine? Was no one found to return and give praises to God except for this foreigner? And he said to him, Rise and go your way. Your faith has made you well. It's, uh, it's super interesting. I really don't have a title anyway, and I was hoping that while I was reading that, I'd come up with something tricky. Uh, how about, uh, no, we'll do this. Uh, Miracles and Wonders in the Wild. Damn, there we go. Um, I was all set uh, today to talk about Miracles and Wonders and how we should respond to them. Um, what do we do when we see them? This is a church that believes in them. What is our response? When we see them in the world, how should we act? Um, I had a friend one time. He told me that he enjoys listening to me teach because it's like riding in a car with somebody. Everybody in the car knows where they're going, but the driver has no idea what roads we're going to take. <laughs> it sounds funny, but today, guys, uh, make yourself comfortable. If you've got snacks, it's okay to eat them. Uh, roll down the window. I'll work the radio. Nobody else needs to touch that, please. Um, it's, I trust your choice of music. It's just that I like mine better, so that's what we're going to do. Uh, so let's talk about miracles and wonders. Let's pray real quick. Father God, um, this is you. Use me. Uh, help the folks to uh, just walk away with the things that you'd have them to hear today. Um, build your kingdom here. And these things we ask and give you the praise. Amen. All right, uh, Miracle and Wonder story. Um, we're going to start out uh, with that, and we'll get the tears out of the way early so nobody will be surprised. Uh, yeah, I know. If somebody uh, has seen me speak before, this and this isn't like a half box. They broke the seal on this bad boy this morning. So, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and I found out the last time that there's no amount of Sudafed that you can take that'll uh, stop the Spirit of God from moving in you because I was just like super dry but still crying. So let's just do this thing. Uh, we, my father-in-law had his 70-something birthday party up north. Uh, so we all went up to a cabin up there. Jane comes from a giant super-sized family, uh, which is a whole different story on a different day, uh, but it's overwhelming. And uh, so we went, we went to uh, his birthday party up north at this cabin. Rusty and Kelsey were there. Uh, we were there, her whole family was there. This is a good day. Uh, Saturday afternoon, we're swimming. Uh, I'm floating in an inner tube, just enjoying the day. Jane jumps off the dock. She doesn't hit the bottom or anything, but she comes up and she says, I can't feel my legs. And 
you know, I've played a lot of sports. I'm figuring it's just a stinger or something. We'll get her into. So I'm like, well, just hold on to the inner tube. We'll be okay. She holds on to the inner tube, and she's like, I can't feel them. I don't know if I'm moving them. I don't know what's going on. So we roll her in. Uh, I get her into shore, uh, put her down uh, where the water still is, but the sand is there so she can sit. And, you know, I'm a good guy. I don't want to draw a lot of attention to it. So I'm like, well, let's just wait a second and see what you're doing. I check her toes because I know in hockey, if you hit the wall hard, you pull on the toes. If they still move, your spine's working. We're good to go. Tape it up and get back on the ice. Uh, I pull on her toes. They respond. I'm like, okay, that feels good. I'm, I'm happy with that. Uh, and she's like, it's starting to sting a little bit. It's just starting to burn a little bit. I don't know what's going on. So again, Doc Dave, uh, just let's pull on the toes again. Lights her body on fire. Uh, she is screaming in agony, uh, the pain. She can't move her legs. I get her up. We get her inside uh, to the cottage. And it's real evident that we're going to have to go to a, find a hospital someplace. And this is, this is a long ways from Grand Rapids. I want to be back to St. Mary's. Uh, back to Blodgett someplace where I can trust the doctors. Uh, these guys are great, but I got a wife, not a cattle, so I want to make sure that it's a doctor, not a vet. And so, okay, cool. So we're going to go to the hospital. Uh, we go to the hospital. Uh, they start checking her out. Uh, they come back, and what had happened to her was when she dove in the water, her spine stretched, and there was calcium deposits on the inside of the spine. So they work like Velcro. So as her spine stretched, this is going to be a tough thing for me. I didn't even think about all the S's. Uh, as it stretched, uh, the calcium deposits grabbed her spinal column on the inside, the cords, and made it so that she couldn't control her legs. Uh, and all she had was this severe pain and a lot of uh, agony from the fire. And this has been. Uh, that happened Saturday morning, so now it's starting to get into uh, Sunday mid-morning. And the doctor comes in and he's like, you know, well, here's the thing. Uh, I, can, I can work on her and I can make it so that it doesn't hurt anymore. But I cannot guarantee you because of the microsurgery, the type of surgery this is, as we're trying to clean that out, I can't guarantee you uh, that there isn't going to something happen. She may not be able to walk after this, but I think I can make it so that she has no pain. I'm like, all right, you, you, do, you do what you do. I'm not a doctor, you know? Uh, and this thing is way outside my expertise level. So the only thing I've got is the Jesus that I brought with me up north, and he knows about the incident. So I'm like, well, he's going to go do his thing. He's going to wash up. I'll find some place, and we'll just pray, and we'll see what happens. Because it's not like you can negotiate this deal, you know? She's in agony. we got to do something. So uh, comes back. Um, she doesn't have any pain uh, because it's Jane, and those of you that know her uh, know her attitude and how she is, and she doesn't give up. Um, the night of her surgery, she's like, well, let's find out if these things work. So <laughs> I'm trying to get her out of bed so that she can stand up so that we can see if she can support her own weight. And the uh, doctor comes in, and he's like, wait, wait, wait a minute. Well, Take a few steps. Let's see what happens, you know, because the damage is already done because we stood her up, so let's see what happens. And she starts walking a little bit. Uh, she's in a lot of pain. Her legs aren't working real good. But you know what? We're walking, and I think that's a miracle. And so uh, from there, uh, she spends the rest of the summer. Uh, we got a uh, Lazy Boy chair that 
had the battery power or the electric chair, which is, I think I was like, America is a great place to live. You can buy a chair that you are so lazy, you're going to sit in a lazy boy and you're not even going to do this workout. You're going to do this workout. So the chair I fell in love with, we still have it because now I'm trying to take it over. But uh, she lived in that thing for a while. Uh, my mother, who's here today, came over, helped her walk, and it was, okay, let's go get the mail. That's in the mailbox at the end of the driveway. Okay, now let's take a walk. And she got back, and she's where she is today. The reason why I'm telling you this whole story, yeah, go ahead. That's a good thing. God was good, and that thing turned out okay. But what would we have done had it not? Because I believe miracles happen. And I don't... I believe people expect miracles to happen, but I know sometimes they don't. But every time I pray with somebody, man, I'm swinging for the fence. I'm not expecting God not to heal that person. And if they didn't heal him today, that doesn't mean that we can't come back and do it until he does. You know. So having said that, that's my attitude. That's my attitude towards healing. Uh, we go and talk to some believers, friends of ours, that we've known for 10, 15 years, and they're like, Oh, uh, wow, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's a miracle. Uh, I got to go. And they don't want to talk about it at all. And I was like, well, what happened? What, where is the switch in this thing? Is this because we don't understand miracles? We don't know how they happen. Uh, we can't guarantee that they're going to happen. Uh, we don't know what, I don't buy into uh, that God makes you suffer for his glory. I believe that he used it. I believe that uh, my wife got to be a stronger believer because the whole time, wow, I didn't expect this. Uh, the whole, well, I guess I did. I got Kleenexes up here. Uh, the whole time uh, that she's in the chair, she's on all these crazy meds. Jane doesn't do aspirin, so these painkillers and stuff was wild to her, the things that were doing to her. So she's wide awake all the time. So she started praying for people. She started journaling her prayer time. Uh, and I think that got her uh, an amazing faith out of that deal because she struggled through this, and that was the benefit that she got. That was the blessing out of this miracle. Yeah, but that doesn't mean, and never hear me say this, this I will not be held accountable for saying that your pain is caused by God so that you can grow closer to him. That's not true. God doesn't cause your pain. He uses the pain that the enemy gives you. But hear me that I do not believe that God can be the cause of and the solution to your problem. So I'm going to take him for what I know he does, and I'm going to keep him as the solution to my problems. Okay, so having said that, here's the part where we, uh, we get in the car now and we start driving, and you guys are like, I, I thought we were going north, and some reason Dave said it west. Uh, back on October 20th, I'm going to read some of this because I want to make sure that I get this right. Uh, Scott Fletcher taught us out of the book of Numbers about the Israelites. God called them my people. God actually called these folks my people. Uh, he brought them out of slavery in Egypt, gave them food from out of nowhere, water from a stone, promised them a perfect land, a land flowing. I love this because uh, when Rusty was little, it was the veggie tales. And the, I love when it's called a land of milk and honey, and the one veggie tail guy says, sounds sticky to me, and I love that. So I'm always going to, anytime I get a chance to say milk and honey, I'm going to play that card. Uh, so it's a land flowing with milk and honey. He was going to provide freedom for his people, 
and make them an example of his love for the rest of the world to see when they got to the promised land. Uh, Scott also showed us from numbers that they tried or that they traveled uh, to that land that was promised and started to complain and doubt God in the process. Uh, I think they wanted miracles and wonders. And they had miracles and wonders. They had the the food that was provided every day. Uh, God went before them in the day and at the night. Uh, they, they were brought out of slavery in Egypt. That's a pretty good move right there. And they had all that stuff. But somehow in the day-to-day, when they started talking to each other, and this is the thing for us, if you're taking notes, write this part down. They were talking to each other, but instead of saying, look what God's done. Isn't this amazing? We should keep this. We should own this. This should be where we set our tents. They went, you know what? I'm getting tired of manna. You know what? This food that he's providing, it's good. But you know what? I'd like a poor boy or something. I don't know what they ate. Uh, they talked about getting onions and going back and eating the onions. And I'm like, ah, onions compared to manna. Manna must have been an awful. Uh, but they complained to each other rather than holding each other up. And the thing that I love about you guys, uh, and if you're not a part of this and you're here this morning or if you're listening to it on tape, get to be a part of this. This uh, crew thing that goes on, the uh, text messages, the Facebook Messenger uh, app that they use to encourage each other, it's amazing to me. I had a, okay, we're going to fight this off. I had a vision uh, when I was like 13 years old of what the church could be like. And at 56, it's fun to see it happen. Yeah. There we go. We're past it now. Yeah, we're going to just keep shaking my shoulders. That makes me, that'll make me stronger. Uh, let's see where we're at. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and it's funny because uh, I've only had, out of my whole life, I've only had one guy uh, tell me that uh, tears are a sign of weakness, and I'm like, mm, that's, yeah, it's just the way that it plays. When I stand this close to God and see him move, I don't have a choice but to go humble. Yeah. Uh, Ah, but it does make my notes hard to read. Uh, I wanted you guys to know in telling that story that God is with you today, just like he was with them. Uh, The difference right now for us is that you guys are using the stuff to encourage each other. Let's uh, just talk amongst yourself for a minute. This is the part in the car where I would pull into the speedway. You guys could use the bathroom, get beef jerky, whatever you want to do. Okay, five minutes has gone by, and I'm on some sort of a schedule. I don't know what that would be, uh, but it's time to get back in the car. Okay, uh, as we are waiting for the uh, miracles and wonders to happen, I love what Scott came up with for that. Uh, the message was titled, Don't Waste the Wait. Yes. <laughs> that, man, I, I'm thinking about I've never had a tattoo, but if I get one, I think it might say that, <laughs> and then have Isaiah 61 underneath oh, yeah. it. But. You know, because that's the way it goes. But, uh, yeah, the, the don't waste the wait is such a perfect thing. Uh, Nat asked me this morning, uh, we were talking about it, and she said, are you going to tell a hockey story? And I said, no, I'm not going to tell a hockey story because uh, I do that every time. Uh, but turns out we're going to not waste the wait. I'm going to tell you a story, and it's surprisingly enough a hockey story. Uh, which is the greatest sport in the world. Uh, so I'm skating, 
Uh, at this time, I'm in my late 20s, early 30s. It's obvious I'm not going to go anywhere, but I still get to play hockey, so I'm excited about that. The team that I'm playing for is a truly horrible team. It's managed really bad, and I find out two weeks before season starts, we've got, we don't have enough money to make the uh, fee to play in a league, so I'm not going to play hockey this year. They let me know two weeks before it starts. Yeah, exactly. Well, that was the same feeling that I had. So then I thought, well, what am I going to do? You know, I'm going to have to wait until at least halfway through the season, or I don't know if uh, my faith will allow me to pray that another forward gets hurt so that maybe I can skate in his place on a different team. I don't think that that's a good idea. You know, I don't think God will honor that. So uh, I decide that what I'm going to do is enroll in this learn to skate, learn to play program. And I go in there with this attitude that. I'm Dave Vine. I've been skating for quite a while. I'm halfway decent. I'm just going to do the learn to skate, learn to play. Maybe I'll pick up a few things. Halfway through this program, I decide that it's kind of a waste of time, but at least I'm keeping in shape. You know, I'm not getting old. They bring in this psycho woman who is a uh, figure skating coach. I swear, I, you know what? Can we turn off the podcast? Because she might be listening, and I don't want her to find me. So she, she is insane. I think she hates hockey. Uh, she made me skate backwards for what seemed like miles. I'm sure that it probably wasn't. But uh, a few months later, I get a chance, get a call. Now I'm going back and playing again. It turns out that I learned something while I was waiting to play. While I wasn't wasting my weight, I was learning how to skate backwards. And I actually, I wish I would have had that psycho woman uh, when I was 19 because I had, I had played hockey without being able to skate backwards, uh, and it made it really complicated. But because it was something that I wasn't expecting, and instead of complaining and sitting on the couch and getting heavier, I went and did this thing that I really didn't want to do, and I was blessed with the knowledge. I know that it's a long stretch to make that God. But I do think that he gives us the things that we enjoy. Okay. So, uh, October 27th, uh, we're still in the car, guys. We're still headed west. I don't know what to do about this. Uh, but there is some cool stuff out the window. So let's, uh, October 27th, uh, Wild Thirst. Pastor Matt taught us out of John 4 about a uh, Samaritan woman who came to get her water in the middle of the day to avoid all the other people in town. She was ashamed of her life. Uh, she didn't want to be around the townspeople. She had done some stuff. She had a lot of husbands. She was thought of poorly uh, in the town circle. So she waited until midday in the heat of the day when everybody else would already be done with this chore of getting the water. She went to get her water. And I think her wait was that morning. Because, you know, we talk about that. And we always talk about... The fact that she had to wait till lunch or noon or 2 o'clock, whenever it was the hottest there, to go get her water. But I thought, what is she thinking about from the time she gets up until she goes to get the water? I think every day this poor woman had to play through her head the decisions that she had made that got her to the point where she felt less than the people that were around her. Yeah. That's, that's not from God. That is completely, that's the enemy's trademark, man. That is what he brings to us. Think about this. Uh, when you guys are struggling through something and you're like, well, you know what, I'm getting what I deserve. You know, you don't put anything in, you don't get anything back. That's not how God travels. That is not God. God 
loves redemption. God loves to pour blessings on you. Um, if you're hearing that voice, oh, look at this. We're going to make this happen. Uh, if you're hearing that voice, get in these groups. Talk to the people that are sitting next to you in these chairs and things and just go, guys, you know what? I'm struggling with this today. There's not a weakness in crying. It's the move of God. There's not a weakness in struggling. There's a weakness in struggling and not struggling. There's a weakness in just rolling over and giving up. That's where the weakness is. You guys, you are champions. You're known by the Most High. Rusty sang this today, and it's true. I love the fact that he says, God put a word of uh, the talk about wonders and miracles uh, during the set. And then uh, Zach gets up here and talks about wonders and miracles. And I'm like, well, I think there might be a theme today. Uh, I think I love the fact that we sit here. Oh, yeah, this is going to be good. Watch this. Uh, I love that we sit here and we wait for wonders and miracles. And I love the story of Jane's back being healed. And I love the stories of people walking when they couldn't walk and uh, miracles coming in of giant cash flow and stuff. But let's think about this for a second. Five years ago, where were you guys? In your life, where were you? And today, somehow, through wonders and miracles, we wound up here today to be a part of this body. Uh, this church is called Takeover for a reason, and I love this fact that, you know, they named it that because they want to see God take over your life. That's not a weakness. That's a wonder, you know. Let go. Okay, so I think I just jumped ahead to uh, part four. Uh, wild thirst. She met the Christ at the well. They started talking about the water. He tells her that he's got a better water than this. It's a living water. She'll never be thirsty again. She's like, yeah, give me that because... I don't want to face my shame every day. I don't want to come back here. Uh, she wants she wants that water uh, so she doesn't have to come back. Uh, and I think it was the every morning that she was trying to avoid. It wasn't that she didn't mind going and getting the water. She was used to that. Everybody did that. Everybody did that. But she didn't like the shame that she had to feel on her way there. So I think that's what she wanted. Uh, the Christ explains to her that he's that living water. She gets excited. She believes it. And she runs back to town telling everybody, hey, I've just met this guy. Now, these are the people. Remember this. And Matt pointed it out, and I want you guys to remember it too, is that these are the people that she was ashamed of seeing. And now she's running back and saying, hey, I've got the answer to your problems. The love of God is so strong that I find it hard to believe and I'm not doubting your faith, but I'm doubting your practice, is I find it hard to believe if you have the love of God in you and you are feeling that every day, that there is any way that you can shut up. Yeah, you know, I think, and if you do shut up, I believe it'll still come out in the way that you live and the, and the joy that you have. Uh, I just don't believe that we can keep that quiet. Yeah. Um, let's go ahead here. Ba, 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 ba. In this, in these two stories, uh, and in the rest of the stories that I'm about to bring up, it's all about relationship. It's about a relationship, getting to know the Christ, uh, getting learning to trust him, and not wasting your weight. When we have downtime, uh, that's the time to fill up. Um, I got this bumper sticker thing that I say, uh, the time to prepare for tomorrow is today. Uh, but I think it works. You know, I, When Jane uh, had her problem, and the only answer that I had was to pray. I didn't come up with that because 
I didn't pray before that. I didn't come up with that because I was uh, just all of a sudden the spirit came in me and went, Dave, you should pray because I've been here all along and you're not talking to me at all and we have no relationship, but I'd like to come in today uh, you know, and help you. Uh, I know that he does, and I've seen him do that to people that I know, you know, they'll brag about how unsaved they are. And I still see miracles happen to them, but he does those miracles to create that relationship. Yeah. You know, he doesn't do it because he's just the lottery and you're scratched off the right numbers. He does it because he's got uh, Jehovah Jireh. He wants to take care of you. So, anyways, uh, November 3rd. Uh, we heard about giants in the land. We're getting this. This is like a book report uh, with odd stories in the middle. Uh, we heard about uh, young King David. David, uh, as a boy, Matt told us uh, that he was picked out of his family, uh, out of the line of Jesse, that he was picked uh, to be the next king. So he knew that he had a purpose in life. But then he went out, and while he was in the fields, while he was minding the flocks, uh, he was learning about God. He was talking to him. He was building that relationship. When he gets to uh, deliver the food that day to his brothers uh, and he hears Goliath on the hill mocking him, his answer uh, was correct. You know, who is this Philistine that he mocks the living God? Uh, he didn't do that again because that day he felt like, you know, he watched a YouTube video and he wanted to be tough. He did that because he knew who God was. And he's like, why are you guys who have said that you believe in this God, why are you standing here trying to figure out how you're going to solve this problem of this man? God has already solved this problem. He's told us that, that we are his people. Why would he bring this Goliath in on us? But the problem was, again, here we go, we're going to do relationships. I believe that army camped out there. They saw Goliath, the monster on the hill that was from birth, was sent to cause this moment in time. And... I believe the reason why they were afraid is because instead of looking at each other and going, you know what, dude, God brought us this far. He's not going to kick us out of the car now. Instead of that, they went, look at that guy. Will you believe that? I have never seen anybody this big. You know what? He is like, and then they started comparing how big he is and how wonderful he is, and they intimidated themselves. Goliath was just the vehicle that was used. So here we go. Uh, if you're taking notes, I'm talking about relationships. Uh, the way that we know miracles and wonders is through the relationship that we have with God. Either we're not going to look for him or we are going to look for him, but it all depends on how much we know God. Yeah. Okay, so uh, November 10th, we're almost home. Uh, November 10th, uh, the word in the wild uh, from Psalms 105. This was incredible. Are you guys, have you, was everybody here? Yeah. Okay, because if you weren't here, you missed out on it, man. Uh, Matt, yeah, what's that? Well, the podcast won't show you the lit up Bible. That's right. Yeah, the lit up Bible, man. Matt, uh, Matt pulled it off. That was fantastic. Yeah, uh, the word is a light unto my path. Uh, if break it down real simple, again, uh, the time to prepare for tomorrow is today. We have time right now. Uh, we had time. Jane and I had time to do Bible studies, do all this stuff leading up to her accident. We did not have time when she's in the back of the car and we're driving her to the hospital for emergency surgery. The time to pack the bag was way before we had that moment. Uh, when Clay was born uh, and he had a problem breathing, uh, Rusty and Kelsey, uh, Matt and Adrian knew that prayer was the answer to that problem because 
they had a relationship with that God, not while the house was on fire, but while the house was being built, they had a relationship with it. And that's where the answer to our problems come from. It's, it's the relationship that we can have. Uh, let's see what we got here. Um, yeah, I, let's take us home. Uh, we've got, uh, I've driven you all around the countryside now. I've talked about all these things. The reason why I wanted to bring up the past messages is I wanted you guys to understand uh, the way that I understand this thing is that we're not, Sunday morning is a great event. Am I right? Do we agree? Sunday morning's incredible. Uh, any single part of Sunday morning would be worth the price of a mission. I mean, this is a great place to be. But what I think we're doing here, uh, Sunday mornings, Wednesdays, all the time on the Facebook Messenger, all the time in our personal lives, trying to study the Bible, trying to figure this thing out, I think what we're doing is instead of building a rock, I think we're building a wall. We're all fitting. We're all taking our rocks that we have, and we're building it into this wall. Uh, every Sunday builds upon itself. If you want to know, if you want to have a relationship with God, uh, what I would suggest, uh, what I do, uh, is while I'm waiting for the next giant miracle, is I'm taking this stuff home that Matt teaches us, that Scott has taught us, that uh, worship and praise time uh, teaches us, is I take it home and I think about it. And I listen to the podcast uh, during the week and stuff. This isn't that I'm that tough. I'm not that good. Uh, this helps me. This builds underneath me and keeps me standing. Rather than it's not that I've got this great discipline thing. Jane will tell you that, uh, you know, I have great ideas, but I have lousy play. Uh, I will, I will, the one thing that I know that's worth my time is Jesus Christ. Because it's the only thing that I've ever poured everything into and got something back from it. Yeah. So uh, what I want us to do uh, as I'm talking is just think about miracles and wonders. When I say miracles and wonders, do you guys think about uh, giant events? Because, I mean, we all do. You know, that's just the way that it goes. But is it a miracle and wonder in the fact that when I asked you where you were five years ago, we could all trace the past that led us to this point? You know, is that a miracle wonder that God brought us all together for some purpose for now, for this time? Uh, Kennedy, are you here? All right. Hey, uh, we talked last week about the guy that I was working with, Phil. Okay. Uh, Phil, if you're listening, uh, I'm going to talk to you right now. You didn't give me the okay, but, uh, you know, I talk too much anyways, buddy. So, uh, Phil uh, is this uh, guy that lives in Lansing. He works with me. Uh, he's been really interested in conversations about Jesus Christ. Uh, he is a believer. He wants to be a stronger believer. And so I was supposed to work with him Monday and Tuesday down in Lansing. So I asked Kennedy, we were talking, she asked me how work was going, how things are. I asked her to pray for me because I was going to work with Phil next week, which would have been this week, last Monday. Yeah, uh, see, this is, I'm driving right now, you got to remember. So I don't, the paint this picture for you is going to be a little talkative. So, uh, yeah, we should watch out for the road marks, too, because someplace there's going to be. Uh, so I asked her, I'm like, well, pray for Phil and I, because uh, there will be an opportunity at some point for me to uh, talk to him about Jesus. I just know that they're well. So Monday, I'm driving down to Lansing, and, and you don't have to take notes on this. I don't even know if I got this right. But I'm driving down to Lansing. I get up super early so I can be down there at 7 o'clock. I get a call at like 10 minutes to 7. I'm almost to Lansing. And they say, the job's been canceled in Lansing uh, because of the weather and some things. Come back. 
So, okay, cool. So I pull a U-turn, now I'm coming back. This is going to be three hours of road time on a 10-hour day. So this is great. Halfway back to Grand Rapids, I get a call that one of my guys had an accident in Coopersville. So I need to drive past from Lansing past Grand Rapids to Coopersville to pick him up, get his tools and stuff, and bring him back to Grand Rapids. Okay, cool. So that's what I'm going to do. So that adds another hour and a half to my time um, because we got to wait for the tow truck driver and everything. So now I've got, by the end of this day, I'm going to have like 10 hours of just traveling. And uh, I'm getting a little frustrated. Uh, Phil uh, isn't traveling with me, so we don't get a chance to talk about God or anything. He sent home. Uh, for the rest of the week, these may not have any work. Uh, we're in between a bunch of jobs right now, so this is a hard shot for him. And uh, we, I picked the guy up, and on the way back to Grand Rapids, I get a phone call that says I'm going to switch from working days to working nights. Uh, and that's going to be Wednesday night, so I'm going to have Tuesday all day off. Okay, cool, that's okay, you know, because we're going to make it up in the hours. And so... Uh, Wednesday comes, I'm working with this uh, young guy that had the car accident because now he needs a driver, so I, he's my, I'm his driver, we're riding together, and uh, we get there Wednesday, and we have some problems, uh, it's a security job, uh, for you guys who don't know, I do electronics, and so we were working at a Dick's Sporting Goods, and we're putting in the glass breaks and stuff, and so... I run into a problem and I need a guy that knows how to do this. So I call back to the shop and I'm like, I need somebody to help me out here that understands this better. Turns out that guy's Phil. So okay, here we go. So Phil shows up and now we're behind because I couldn't solve this problem. So now we're hustling and we're working hard. And uh, <laughs> I'm serious. I'm on my knees like this and I'm working in this little hole kind of upside down and I don't do upside down real well anymore. And uh, Phil's standing there and the young guy is up above us, he's inside the wall above the uh, sliding door that comes down for the mall. And so Phil says to me, hey, what do you guys, what's your church, what do you think personally about uh, speaking in tongues? Yeah, and I'm like, <laughs> well, I guess we're going to have this conversation then, buddy. So uh, I start talking to him, well, what happened the Sunday before, he got a chance to play guitar because he's a great guitar player in two churches. And he, this he was like, I was just going to take the $20 and leave. And then I thought, well, I'll stick around for a little while. And then he saw this, which then caused him to have this conversation with me. God uses the mundane, the things that we don't think are anything. All we need to do is be prepared. You know, the Bible says, give an accounting for the things that you believe. This isn't, and I told him, I started out, I'm like, well, dude, I will tell you what I feel about speaking in tongues, but I will not live and die on this. Um, Salvation through Jesus Christ, I, I'll die for that because yeah. there is only one way. Yeah. But speaking in tongues, it's an interpretation thing uh, for what you believe, what I believe. I do believe it, uh, but I will not, uh, I won't post on Facebook about it, you know, because that's when you're really angry is when you start focusing on Facebook. <laughs> I won't do that, but, uh, you know, I'll have a conversation because his insight into it maybe the thing that God's going to use to straighten me out. So I love to have these conversations. But I would not have that conversation if I was waiting for a miracle and wonder to happen in my life and Jesus never showed up any time except for when he gives me water out of the rock. It was the every day that made Phil realize, okay, if I want to follow God, Dave's just a little further down the road. He doesn't have this thing figured out yet because he's already shared that with me. But I can ask a question 
you know, and that's what you guys have. You have the opportunity. Take Jesus to work with you. Take him while you're walking the dog, you know. I've had, <laughs> Janie, how many conversations have I gotten the opportunity to have in speedways and in grocery stores uh, just because, yeah, yeah. <laughs> God bless you. That was one of the car rides that uh, we almost got lost in. We knew we were headed to Florida, but we didn't know about this stop in Kentucky until it happened. But, uh, oh yeah, I, uh, I got to meet these two old guys. They were in their 70s uh, at least. I don't know. How old is dirt, Scott? I don't know. They said they were as old as dirt, so I think. Uh, anyways, yeah, I'm like, okay, well, good. But these two guys, uh, I got up to the top of the rest or up to the top of the off-ramp, and we were looking for a rest area because Rusty had to go to the bathroom. So, okay, so the two of us go in there. Jane's like, I don't know about this place. Uh, it was a little sketchy. Yeah, it was a gas station without any gas pumps. And uh, so we go in there, and these guys have a glass, refrigerated glass counter that they have uh, two types of meat, ham and bologna, uh, some condiments, and a loaf of Wonder Bread. And for a buck and a quarter, they'll make you a sandwich. Yeah, that was my feeling. I'm like, well, this is too wonderful to pass by. You know, we're headed to Disney, but I'm betting this is a better show. So these two old guys, and I'm like, well, how long have you guys been here? And they're like, well, I remember when this. And I'm like, oh, I love it when a story starts out, I'll remember. And so they had folding chairs behind the counter to sit in. So they talked. Uh, Rusty came and stood there very polite. He was like, well, how old was Rusty? Eight, nine, ten, something. He was old enough to, he was old enough to be interested, but also old enough to be a little scared. Uh, so, uh, I talked to these old guys about the history of the world on that corner, and I got that opportunity. You know, and we talked a little bit about Christ, and uh, they were believers. They, uh, it, it was just fun. But I think, I think that's the miracles and wonders. I think sometimes, and I think the reason why my friends uh, reacted the way that they did is because Satan can't stop miracles and wonders. There's no way that he can. But what he can do is he can cause us to doubt him by putting foolishness on TV and having people lie about him and make this whole crazy thing about miracles and wonders, and it's got to be the loud, over-the-top, uh, you know, come-to-the-racetrack uh, voice, and it can't just be, God healed my wife, you know? You, can, you don't have to hear the story. Uh, you can't make me stop saying it. Because I know this thing I know is true. Um, you know, and I think, I also think uh, the fact that as much as I, you guys heard my story about growing up and stuff. I was awfully proud, uh, awfully arrogant. And uh, God just had patience. You know, he, uh, he taught me things that I didn't want to know and gave me examples uh, that I didn't want to pay attention to and then put me in spots where I had to use the examples and the things that I didn't want to know. And eventually I just went, well, I guess I'm going to give up. I can't beat this guy and he is dogging me, so I guess I'll just join. Because uh, at uh, seven years old I accepted the Lord, but I didn't grow with the Lord. I, was, uh, I just wanted out of hell. Because uh, they scared me, and I didn't want to burn up. And when the world splits, uh, and I don't want to catch on fire, so I'll just say, "Yeah, okay, I'll raise my hand. Let's do this thing." Uh, and so I felt like I was saved, and I think I was. I think I had enough understanding of what it was, but that was my miracle and wonder, and I didn't want to walk it out so that I could recognize what other miracles and wonders look like. 
and uh, God was very faithful to me. He uh, put me in a church that really taught me to memorize the Bible, uh, so I got to do that, but we didn't have a whole lot of fun, and we didn't uh, have a whole lot of application, so I learned a tremendous amount. I wouldn't be the guy that I am today without them, but I also wouldn't be the guy that I am today if I would have stayed there because I had to get out. Okay, now I've got this stuff. I've got all the tools. My tool belt is so heavy I can hardly carry it, but I've got to get someplace where I can actually put it into application. And I wasn't seeking that out, but that's what God sought for me. And what I want to encourage you guys with, uh, what I want to encourage you guys with today is just you're on the right track, you know. And if you don't feel like you're on the right track, talk to somebody about it. Have somebody else come along and pace with you for a while, you know. Um, God really does know you by name. Uh, I know when we sing it, it seems real easy just to sing it. But these things that uh, we sang this morning, the words that were up here on the church or on the uh, Sky Bible, uh, the text that we use in our Bibles, the stuff that we read, that's true. Right. You know, let that sink in for a second. Because a lot of times we know it and we hear it, and we're like, that's super cool. I am really inspired until about 8 o'clock Sunday night. And then Monday morning comes, and then I'm right back off to the races. I have to. I am not that strong. I have to read the stuff that's on Messenger to be encouraged by what's going on in everybody else's life. I have to look at the Bible myself and go, what did that mean? What's this going on? Listen to the message again. There's a lot of stuff. Matt's a fast talker. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that I catch the second and third time that I listen to it. We've got what, what I do is when I'm traveling in the van, uh, oh, yeah, this is perfect. This is really good. Uh, what I did Monday when I was driving back and forth across Michigan, uh, instead of getting frustrated this time, and that doesn't mean that next week I won't get frustrated. I'm just, last time, Monday, this Monday, last Monday, last Monday, I used it uh, to listen to podcasts, you know. So I got to listen to Matt. Uh, I listened to him, let's see, Tuesday, I think, when I was traveling, or Wednesday when I was traveling in for the nights. Uh, I listened to uh, Driscoll. I listened to Joel Brooks. Uh, there's just so much good stuff out there, guys. Uh, even as much as, as much as I'm not sure about a lot of the praise and worship music uh, that I hear today because I think it's too airy for me, uh, I listen to the stuff that you guys uh, in the worship crew, when you post it, uh, post the song groups and stuff and put that out, I listen to that because I'm like, okay, they've already gone through it once. Somebody who's further down the path with this music has already listened to it and said, this stuff I really like. So that carries some weight for me because somebody who's been down the road just a little further than I have takes time to come back and go, Dave, this works. This part works. So try this. See if this is what you like. And I think that's what we have to do for each other. That's what we have to do with miracles and wonders. You know, if you're not sure if you believe in this thing, talk to somebody who does. Absolutely. You know, I, that's all we have to do. If you run into something and you're like, well, I'm not sure. Uh, I got to this passage in the Bible and I'm not sure what it means. You don't have to sit there and stew on it all the time. Ask God. Uh, the Holy Spirit is great at Bible interpretation. Ask him what he thinks. And then ask somebody else who maybe they've got an opinion on it or maybe they don't know any more than you do and the two of you together can take it. You know, what I found out in life is when I'm struggling with something, saying it out loud, telling somebody else, takes all the power that the enemy is holding over you out of it. Uh, 
you know, if, I, if I'm fearing something and I come to Jane and I'm like, well, I'm not too sure about this. You know, things are going great with our finances the last three months and I don't know what's going on. Tell me about this. And she's like, well, did you remember this month is a five-week pay period? And I'm like, there we go. That's what I needed to hear because I was afraid and somebody else had an answer. And I think it's the same way with God. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, we have to start talking to each other. It's all about relationship. And I want to get us uh, one more thing here. Um, John uh, 1.9. Let's put that up real quick. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive our, our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Um, that is a Sunday school verse uh, that I had to memorize. There was a sticker in my Bible for memorizing it. But that's actually the truth. Did you guys know that? Because there was a long time that I memorized it, but I wasn't sure that this was true. But it's true. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you want to open up that relationship that I've been talking about, if you want to know uh, the Holy Spirit, the one true God, Jesus Christ, if you want to know these things, you have to talk to him. You have to have a conversation with him. And that conversation looks like whatever you want it to. You know, uh, the way that Jane talks to him, I am certain is different than the way that I do. I know it's different than the way that Matt does, Scott does. But it doesn't mean that he changes. It just means that he loves us enough that he takes on a voice that we can understand, that we feel comfortable with. So, guys, um, yeah, I think, we, I think we made it home. I think uh, we drove the car enough that we got to where we were going. So let's just enjoy that. Uh, thank you for listening. Um, Matt, thank you for giving me a chance. Uh, and I really do believe, uh oh, I really do believe uh, that we've got something special here. I'm not just saying that uh, because I'm a part of it. I'm saying that because I believe it. Um, stay hammered down on this stuff. Don't let up. Because I know that when we let up, uh, that's what happened in the desert. They let up a little bit, and all of a sudden, doubt came in. So let's just stay true. Thanks a lot. Yeah.